Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as the division weekend of uh, NFL playoffs has concluded. And it was uh, it was something, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, there was uh, a lot of big matchups. Everybody was uh, waiting to see uh, how this would, would, would go down. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it certainly uh, didn't disappoint on a lot of levels. Uh, so I guess we start, um, you know, to, w- with the first uh, uh, round of games in the NFC. And, and, and of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, takes down the, the Rams. And uh, that was a game that was in Green Bay uh, in, in a fairly warm Green Bay uh, Lambeau Field at this time, uh, so that that kind of goes as planned. And then uh, the uh, big uh, hype game, of course, between uh, Brady and Breeze and uh, Tom Brady. Uh, on the uh, upper hand of that, uh, as now Rogers Brady NFC Championship game is highlighted there. So um, that's the marquee matchup everybody will see. We're going to get into all of that. And then from the AFC, um, the Cleveland Browns showed up, uh, you know, in uh, in Kansas City for sure. Uh, they wound up losing uh, 22-17. Big story of the game is Mahomes getting hurt. And, and of course, Chad Henney, for all the Dolphin fans who never thought you would hear that name again, uh, comes in and does his part now uh, in what uh, he looks to uh, – and make his first Super Bowl. I don't believe he was on that team last year, and and uh, I'll have to ask Rich and 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 see, but I, I don't think so. I think he was still, I think he was still on Jacksonville. I'm not sure. And then uh, and then of course uh, Baltimore uh, goes up to Buffalo in a highly anticipated game and and lays an egg uh, to say the least, as the Buffalo Bills beat them 17 to three. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of people who I am sure are uh, very eager to hear uh, Rich's opinions on how these games went down. But more importantly, Mr. Van Zandt, you have been invited by an official member of the Buffalo (laughs) Mafia to join the Buffalo Bills Mafia. Tom Tom Sorensen, I believe, has... uh, a long-time listener says that you he he has been hearing you deny his team for years, and now he is, is offering an official invite because the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl. So uh, to me, this is he's the got, biggest. He's, he's got a better <laughs> chance. He's got a better chance to see me with a Jets fireman's hat on. <laughs> so it's a, it's an outright no. It's an outright no. I would say. <laughs> Well, I guess if Trump goes to Biden's inauguration, he's oh dead. gosh, we're going, <laughs> going there. Uh, yeah, so I, I figured, I, 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 I figured that, uh, I figured it was a no, but you know, I, I, I had to, at least uh, formally, uh, throw out uh, the invitation to you as was offered. So, uh, all right, Rich, listen. Uh, 
exciting, I guess, you know, uh, there was a, these games were highly anticipated. This has been a very interesting yep. year, to say the least. Now, we're going to, there wasn't a ton of Dolphin news this week, so we, you know, we focus on this and then we'll, we'll kind of bring it in to, to where the Dolphins lie and, and how uh, this might affect it. So, a little bit different, uh, we'll go this time. I want to start. Uh, in the AFC, and uh, I'm going to start with this Buffalo game because, um, you know, the, going into this game, Buffalo, a lot of people have said were the hottest team in football, but I thought that the second team to that was the Ravens. They were playing very good physical football, running the ball, um, and, you know, I think we both thought that there was a good chance that, you know, they were going to be able to do something up there. Uh Buffalo just seems like, you know, they if they withstand the storm early, um, they're a tough team to beat, and that's exactly what they did, right? Yeah, they uh, they handled what they had to do. Um, Baltimore didn't play well on offense at all. You know, the uh, quarterback didn't play well. The running game wasn't there. The, you know, the receivers were dropping stuff. They, they just looked out of sorts. You know, but I, I thought, you know, going in, Pat, you know, I think the Ravens, you know, how they knocked us out of the playoffs really aggravated me because they had such a weak schedule in the last six, seven weeks. You know, it was almost like earmarked that they were going to win all those games. Like, they really weren't challenged, you know, towards easiest the Easiest last the four there was. I mean, the, the last four games yeah. had the easiest schedule of yeah. any competing yeah. playoff team. That's so, true. You know, you know, we got knocked out because of that, and I never really thought they were a great team. I mean, they started off terrible this year. I mean, anyway, they were almost buried. The fact that they made the playoffs – was, you know, was because of that schedule was so weak at the end. You know, so that really right. aggravated me. I never thought they were as good as everybody was hyping them to be. And I think they got exposed, which you usually do get exposed in a divisional round when you're a wild card team. If you're not if you're not up to the yeah. task, usually this is the round you get exposed in. I mean, there was yeah. only one upset this weekend. Right. You know, all the favorites that, won the Saints. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. Um, however, you know, with what we saw them do to Tennessee – that kind of dismisses all those points, right? I mean, I would understand yeah. if they got in there and didn't do anything initially. You say, well, they had the easiest schedule. I mean, but they went into Tennessee, which which you, I oh, think I was almost – but usually, it's usually the divisional round where these teams fade, though. You know, they usually don't make the complete run, the wild card teams, you know? Yeah, you're right. Around the world. I agree with you, you know? with that, although it is a little different 2020 uh, uh, schedule. And now with the one by the, the wild card games were a little bit more competitive, I guess you'd say. Um, so, you know, when you look at Tennessee, and I think you even had them at least going to the championship game. So they weren't a paper tiger. I mean, they're a good team. They have well, a 2,000-yard rusher, had, you know. Tennessee, just, Tennessee was just flat that game. You know, that they didn't look like Tennessee from the weeks before. They just right. didn't show up for that game for some reason. Not, that I can't explain to you, you know? Right, I think right. they were a lot better than they played that week. They just looked awful. No, I agree. I agree. I think they were flat that day. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I've been telling you, you know, to me, the thing that gets to me is Buffalo is, is that, you know, they've regrouped. You know, with everything that everybody says they want to do, they've regrouped. I've said for years, especially in the last few years, that this team was much better. Me and you went at it. I mean, you got to give it. I told you this was a decent team. They were not over to the top yet, but they had a lot of things that were highly, you know, in the right direction. Uh, and I seen that coming from this team. Now they've regrouped. Obviously, this is a this is a team that's taken to the next level, right? Josh Allen has advanced his game, and Diggs is just off the charts. Um, but the yep. thing that's upsetting is that you know this is a team that dominated the '90s. And now they've regrouped, and where you thought that, you know, maybe the Dolphins would have found this lane, they found it. And uh, I don't know how good they are and how long they will, but I don't see really many reasons to think that this is a a one-hit wonder right now with this team. And so that's the one thing that, you know, kind of makes me take a step back. We talked about that last week, of how this division now. You never know, though. I mean, it's hard to predict that. You never know. Some teams that you think are going to be around for a decade don't last two years. It's just you never know. You, you know what I'm no, saying? No, you it's don't. Like, you, you don't. But my point is, point yeah. is they have a young, talented team, and you know if they keep going in the yeah. right direction, they're in a pretty decent predicament. I don't know how good they are this year now, but you know what? They 
they really um, have put themselves in a pretty nice spot. Now, I, I don't know, have you, are you sold on this team yet? Are you still, I mean, I know you're a big Kansas City guy, but uh, and we're going to talk about that game in a second. But, you know, this is, this is going to be a competitive matchup. Mahomes can't, Mahomes can't play Sunday. It's a big thing. I mean, obviously, Buffalo is going to be favored if Mahomes can't play. Yeah, you know, so, you know I, I, uh, let me just stay on that point in a second because we, we're going to talk about the Mahomes injury when we get into their game in a second. But, you know, everybody's making a huge thing of, uh, you know, it, it, that the, the line, how it's fluctuating, you know, six, seven points by whether Mahomes plays in the game. But you know what, Rich? I'm thinking to myself. If you take any one of the other games, it might even be double digits. Like, for instance, if you take Rodgers or Brady out of the championship game, that's probably a double-digit spread change. Right? For sure. And if you take take Josh Allen out of the mix, that's going to be a major change, too. So, at this point, and we've talked about this. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. That's what I mean. Like that would be that would yeah. probably be double digits as well. So you know, uh, I'm actually surprised there's a line today. I I, I figured there wouldn't be a line yeah. because they don't know yet. I'm yeah. Shocked yeah. that there's even even is a three and a half point line. And we've you know, which I seen that a few times. Weird. We've seen that a few yeah. times because yep. there was something well, else you know, this year. I, I asked you. Time. I mean, gun to your head, is he playing? I'm saying yes. But yeah, I, I, I would think, think he does. I think they'll they'll, they'll bend the, the rules for the concussion protocol. Oh. I mean, in a real world, he would never play. You know, you say never play. In a real world, he would never play. Yeah, I'm saying if, if in the real world, like if the doctors really like diagnosed him, they would never clear him. But it's kind of really. I mean, we've seen game. we've seen concussions though uh, happen, and the guy played the next week. I mean, it, it, uh, I know yeah, it's a strange what, thing. The way they make the rules are now, there's no way he could pass it. I mean, he almost he almost ran into the wall leaving the field, Pat. He had no idea yeah, what no. it was. Yeah, there's a couple theories on this, and uh, I don't know if you've seen what's coming out. And actually, originally, when I first seen it, like when we watched it, my son pointed out to me um, that, uh, you know, he looked like he got kind of, a hit on the neck and maybe like a uh, like a pinched in the neck, whereas you know you get choked out kind of thing, and that seemed what it is. And now they're actually reporting that today. Um, right. I think it's Mike Silver and a bunch of other uh, uh, people are saying, or, 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 or your boy Jay Glazer is saying that uh, that that might be the case of of where you know that. Now I don't know uh, how that leads if that's a better situation moving forward or not. Because um, it was strange, like he didn't look like he got hit, and then Reed said in the back of the head, but he obviously did. You know, he was obviously uh, not not all there when he got up. He was off balance, and well, he didn't a, really know what doctor, was going. They had a doctor on the NFL Network, and he was speculating. Well, you know, this could have been the icing on the cake hit. Like he could have got hit earlier in the game where you never noticed it, and this one set him over the top into the Lululand. You know, they said, is that how that kind of happens? You could get hit. That's, you get hit and yeah, then you get hit again. Said. Yeah, and like, yeah, you even get okay. yeah, they said sometimes you take a bad hit and nothing, you're all right, and then you get glazed the next time in the same spot, and then you're out. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like you know the the, the one two punch, I guess you know. Right, right. Now let me ask you. I mean, I thought of you, and I'm sure you thought of me immediately. You Chad Henny? Really? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was there. He got a ring last year, Pat. He's been there since. Oh, 18. he was on that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Chad, Chad yeah. Henney's been in the ring already. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. How did that slip by both of us? Because I don't remember you saying that last year. You know, I remember him being there, like kind of vaguely, you do. but like you know, if you, you put it on my head, I'm, and they go, "Who's Mahomes' backup?" I wouldn't have come up with that last week. You know right. I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that I, when he went there. I think we were laughing about it, but it's one of those things I just didn't re- retain. <laughs> wow. Wow, I didn't even it's know that. So. It's amazing how these <laughs> so guys stay in the league, right? It's amazing. He's so Chad Henney working so on back-to-back rings. Yeah, and <laughs> back-to-back rings. If they win it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and would have yeah. something to do with it. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, and uh, which is which is strange because, um, you know, I was thinking the same thing like when he came I mean he's contributing now to this thing and uh yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing right I mean 
Uh, yeah, I want, very I, want say, I want to say something, though. When Mahomes went down, right, I mean, the Browns really had a shot. Yeah. And I think who's ever calling the plays, I think, I don't know if it's the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the most gutless, weak, lame play calling with five minutes left in the game. I mean, go and try to win the game, guys. Throw the ball. I mean, I, I thought that was pathetic that 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 when they, when they had five minutes left in the game, what they were doing. I'm like, you gutless. You, you don't want to win, right? I mean, did you, I, I was like ready to yeah. jump through the TV and yell at the guy. I, I could so you thought they how lame that was. Yeah. So I mean, you're saying that try to win the game, man. You know, throw the ball, go vertical. You got a mobile quarterback. Throw the ball to Landry. Throw the ball to the tight end. And you're running the ball up the middle for no gain twice in a row. Really? That's what you're doing. So, so uh, you're you you. So pathetic. So you think they clammed up too much? Horribly, yeah. I I I, w- I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you re- that's why you're the Cleveland Browns. Well, let me ask you. Um, I, I guess there's a lot of things that come to mind, but um, after seeing this game now, uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, you have to be a lot more impressed than you ever were with him, um, right? Yeah, he's better than I thought he was. Absolutely. I'm still but not sure. sold on him. You know, I still have my, you know, I'm still reluctant to, you know, to say he's the franchise guy or whatever. Right. But he's better than I thought he was. But, again, mm-hmm. I just thought that that was a gutless, gutless play call down the I mean, man, you got a, you got, you got a gift. The, the quarterback of the other team's out of the game. And you get your, you know, your five points, you're a touchdown away from winning this thing. Huge upset, right? And, and that's how you go out. That's how you attack it. And it's not like they, Kansas City's got this great defense. Their defense is horrible, and they're subs- they're very susceptible to the pass. I, I could not believe that 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 they were just giving it to them like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot. Of, obviously, you know, they were in that game, and they uh, they certainly had a chance to you know to win that game, and then especially when Mahomes went down, I, I thought that uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think they were as as clammed as you do, but I understand where you're coming from with that. That they 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 did kind of um, you know keep it a little too close go, to the vest that go time. Go down fighting, you know, go down yeah. swinging, right. You know, and then, and then the punt the ball away after you get it on fourth down. I understand it's fourth and 11, but you, you yeah. really going to rely on getting the ball back? I mean, you know, give it a shot. I don't know. I, you know, yeah. at that point, it's house money. You got nothing to lose. And you didn't yeah, when you look back, at it like So what was the point? You know? And you never you got, got it back, back anyway. You, yeah. you make a huge yeah. sack. You know, you, you limp on your best, you know, defender that's like playing on one leg. He gets a yeah. huge sack on Henny. They get fourth, you know, third and third and thirteen, and you let Henny run twelve yards. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I thought he lame. actually had it. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah. I thought he actually had it at first too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did too. It yeah. looked like it. And until you slowed it down, you saw his arm was on the ground. You know. Right. Yeah, it was actually a very good call in fast motion by the official. They don't get enough credit sometimes for what they do in fast motion. But listen, the guy called that one right. He, I don't know how he saw it, but he saw it, and he and he did. He, yeah, he got, got the it, mark yeah. right. Yeah. And, and he got it right. Know, yeah, he certainly and then did. He passed the fourth down. Only Andy Reid would do that, you know, with, with the backup. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, it is Chad Henney, though. You know, I know everybody say it is Chad Henney. The guy's been in the league forever. I mean, you would have to think that, you know, yeah, he's got enough confidence. He's rusty as hell, though. Right? Yeah, but he played a lot at that point. He was playing a lot of the game at that point. You got to think he'd be able to throw the. I mean, yeah, but I understand. I mean, uh, yeah, Reed's a gutsy guy. You know, he went for it. He got it, and that's that's ball game. Yeah, right there, no doubt about it. Okay, uh, the interesting. Uh, the Browns they still would have scored though, even if they stopped them there. Yeah, that, that, they I, were, I know they were done. They were. Done. I kind of agree with you. I think you might be right on yeah. that. All right, quick break, and uh, obviously some real exciting ones in the NFC. We'll be right back to talk about them after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich 
and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. This is Paul Warfield, and you are listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt, coming at you. And just a reminder, you can send us any questions or comments uh, to Pacatello Show at yahoo.com. And uh, check us out on iTunes. You can get us uh, right delivered right to your phone, uh, both uh, current and past shows. Uh, so just subscribe over there. So, Rich, um, obviously we talked about the AFC, two exciting games. The, the big marquee matchup will start there on the NFC side of the ball. Um, you know, you kind of felt like you were watching history in a sense uh, uh, with Brady uh, versus Breeze. Now, coming in, I know you were pretty confident that New Orleans was not only going to beat them up, but beat them up bad. But uh, Tom Brady... Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, this is the marquee game in the playoffs, the nation watching, and, uh, you know, I mean, they they, they handle them. 30-20, to 20, um, you know, Brady, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Breeze, of course, uh, you know, has uh, the three interceptions, which um, obviously were the, 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 the changing uh, factor in the game. And then, of course, uh Jameis Winston coming off for a 56-yard touchdown to to keep them alive in there. Um, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you've seen go on in that game, and 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 a lot of people are saying in in what is to believe to be Drew Brees's last game in the NFL. Well, uh, I'll tell so you, let's, you know, they they were they were ready to go up 13 nothing. That that kick return that was called back was ridiculous. There was no penalty there. That that was a, an atrocious call. You know, two out of the three picks were were right off somebody's hands. The one hit the guy in the in the shoulder pad and bounced off and got picked off. You know, you know, Breeze didn't play a great game yesterday, but they got they got screwed by the refs because that that game may have been a different story if that touchdown doesn't get called back. Well, okay, I see. Uh, we're going there though. That's where you're going to go with this. I mean, you yeah, really, I mean, I mean, kind of that was a big. I think that was a big turning point of the game. That he was did hit him in the back, block. though. He did. He, he pushed him in. It was. Technically, it was, though. I mean, I understand yeah, when you it, say it, they didn't have to throw that flag. But by rule, he no. did hit him. He did push him in the back. So, yeah, they, yeah I guess was, they could have yeah. overlooked it. But it was there. Yeah. He did push him in the back. There's no doubt about it. He did push him, Rich. That was a tick And, then, was a tick and as far as the picks, yeah, he had a lot of drop. But that the one that changed the game. Was the big one that he, he threw, that which was right to the linebacker. I don't know yeah, who he was looking at that. I mean, that was I the game that. changer. Yeah, you know, that I was know. the game changer. Um, they didn't you know, listen. I I have been telling you all year, something's going on in that organization in that locker room. All year, I've been telling you that there is something not right in that locker room. Drew Brees has not been treated right this year. 
And I don't know exactly what it is, but I really think there's dissension in that locker room. I told you that. Remember, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, I know. You've been um, saying it all year. I really think there is because I to have a quarterback like that get hurt and then the things that have come out of Sean Payton's mouth when he was injured, you know, the, we had the future of the the Saints quarterback position on this roster already. You know, I don't know where that comes from. Like, I don't know, you know, like why you even say that. And then, you know, I just think that they basically want to move on from him. And uh, and and he knows that, and I think that's why this thing has come to you know the end. And of course, he has the the rib injuries, probably you know, uh, if not the worst injury of his career, because he's had some bad ones to his shoulder and stuff. Certainly the scariest. And uh, I, you know, I I, mean, so I can understand at this point, you know, why this would be it, and then why he would want to continue. I wouldn't know. You know, but I just think that there was a lot of dissension there that you see. I mean, I you think he's happy with having to walk off the field for a trick play to have Jameis Winston throw a 60-yard touchdown? I mean, I don't think no. he's happy with Taysom Hill coming in. And that's been going on for well, years, Taysom. even if it is successful. Yeah. I don't think he likes yeah, that. Well, yeah. Who would like that? I don't, well, Taysom, yeah, nobody. He, uh, he, he you always know, I under- push on his face when yeah. they did those tricks. And I understand it is so, successful at times. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I understand it is successful that they're able to do some stuff with him in the offense that works. But, you know, from I just don't see how any quarterback at his level would enjoy something like that, you know. And like you said, yeah. it's been going on for years, right? So, yeah. and putting that aside, you know, it, it's a shame in the sense that it has to end like that. Um, but, uh, you know, from the other side of the coin – I mean, it's just—it's unbelievable what Tom Brady is able to do when he's he's in a big game like this in the playoffs. I mean, that's a game that they shouldn't have won uh, going in. You know, they lost twice, um, so that that's kind of crazy in itself. Um, they do have weapons, and there's no doubt they have weapons. Uh, now, are they going to be able to to keep this thing going? And Rich, don't forget where the Super Bowl is this year. I mean, it's insane, you know? But they have a, another Hopefully huge step is. ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know? I mean, this I is yeah. crazy. I can't believe I have to root for Rodgers this weekend. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know you're thinking. But listen, let me give you one one uh, uh, piece of consolation here. You know, just think of how aggravated the entire New England Patriots organization and area, for that matter, is. How up oh, in yeah, arms the Patriot man. fans are. I mean, they are yep. they are not enjoying this at all. This really brings right. Belichick down to earth. Um, it, this is not, you know, this is not a great thing for for him right now. Uh, and no, and the, everybody was arguing who's who. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's the, who's the yeah. guy? And, that's right. You know, once the championship game, once home. Yeah, and once home, once home in a in a hard way. Once home with a losing yeah. record. It wasn't, oh, you know, it wasn't like one got beat. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a statement. There's no doubt about it. It was made. We'll see what happens. But just keep that. You know, uh, when when you're feeling that, you know, Patriot Nation right now is in disarray and in dismay right now for sure. No <laughs> doubt about it. You know, now I don't Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I know I you don't deal with that. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the MVP of the league this year. Uh, I would think that that's just a matter of uh, an announcement a coming. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, I would think so. Um, now, uh, you know, uh, the Rams were a little banged up. I knew that that injury to Aaron Donald. Um, was going to carry over as much as they tried to make it seem like it wasn't and he practiced and all that. I knew that was going to be a factor. And sure enough, it was, he played initially and, and then kind of disappeared onto the sidelines. Um, yeah, he was terrible. No, he, he didn't really play. He didn't really play in the second half. I mean, when he came out, he was done. Yeah. Yeah. And then he didn't play yeah. in the second half. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was obviously a factor there. Um, the Packers are a good team. It was a, it was a good weather game, uh, and they clicked, you know. I mean, they, they can do a lot of things. The running game was very impressive to me. I didn't know that they were going to be able to run like that. Um, 
it's going to be cold, possibly snowy. Uh, that does not favor the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously. Uh, so they're not going to get the same weather conditions. Um, but uh, I mean, this this should be. You know, this should, this should be interesting. I mean, it is. I mean, you can't look away from this. I, obviously, these teams playing are marquee matchups, you know. Um, but uh, the Packers right now are playing their first home championship game in all Aaron Rodgers' years, which is surprising, right? I know right? That. yeah. Crazy, yeah. And I think the guy yeah. lost like five championship games. It's been that many? It's been It's been a lot. He's only been to one Super Bowl, and I think he's. I know that. Yeah. I think he's played in. It, it, it's a lot, Rich. It, it's a lot. If I'm off, it's not by more than one, and I'm not sure I am off. I mean, he's had some bad luck in championship games. There's no this doubt. Is you know, championship game. It's <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I mean, Rich, at a certain point, at a certain point, I'm in the camp where. At a certain point, you just got to tip your cap and say, this is ridiculous. I mean, at a certain point, when a man goes to nine Super Bowls and wins six, you have to say, as yeah. far as that part of the game is concerned, and on your career resume, as far yeah. as trophies, you've you've blown it out of the water. I mean, there's nobody even close it, to what you've done. It, it, it's totally insane. It really is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. This is insane. I mean, the man's been yeah. at 14, you said? 14? 14 this championship 14 games. He's championship games. Yeah. Nine, nine yeah. Super Bowls, six Super Bowl wings. It, it's crazy. Insane. It just really is. Yeah. I mean, no. so, um, so this is this is obviously the the marquee matchup. Um, I will say this: I don't think it's a coincidence when you look at the the matchups that you've had. Okay, you could say you know the the first week of the wild card games. You could take them out, maybe. Um, but when you look at who advances and what you're looking at, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're looking at Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, three, the top three quarterbacks in the last 20 years, bar none, right? So that I think the game has changed, but I think the quarterback position has become an absolute. Well, always, Cream always rises to the top of this stuff. There's no question about it. But now and, more than know, ever, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's I become so. now yeah. where it, it's a quarterback league to where, you know, and now more than ever. And if you look on the other side, you have Patrick Mahomes, who's who's uh, arguably the best quarterback in the AFC, and then you have Josh Allen, who's played at an MVP level. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. And then to be quite honest with you, I think Ryan Tannehill is a, a – B-level, uh, Tier 2 franchise quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. I think he's at a Tier 2 level. I don't think he's on the level of those guys that we mentioned. Um, but, you know, he's a franchise quarterback, too. The question comes down to... I think he's every bit as good as Josh Allen, though, don't you? Well, yes, I do, but I don't think that Josh Allen i got to take out of the mix because we don't really know yeah, what we I have in him right now. This is a right, breakout exactly. year. Yes. If Josh right. Allen plays like he played this year, next year... Then I'd have to reevaluate it. I don't yeah. know. Is this the real Josh Allen? Because if it is, this guy is really, really good. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning yes more than no, though. So we'll see. We'll see how that kind of no, goes. He does, but he does some good things. He does. He definitely yeah. does. I mean, you know, he's he. You know, he's got that that intangible about him. But again, you know, yeah. you don't know. He, he does. You know, I I still go back to Jim Everett, and I thought that guy was like a Hall of Famer, and I've never seen anybody fade off the face of the earth so quickly in my life. Now, if I had to pick one guy, I think I might go there, too. I mean, Jim Everett was as top level as you get and just absolutely disappeared. I don't know what the drop-off was. Obviously, you had the, the, the Dickerson trade, um, but I don't know why he dropped off to the level he dropped <laughs> off. After that Jim Rome show where he attacked Jim Rome, he just was never the same after that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how he started to decline it. I don't really my my time frame's a little bit off with that. Bit. I don't I don't think I don't think it was he was horrible then though. You know what I mean? No. And Rome was giving him a hard time, and then it, it just yeah. seems like that was like the end. That was like that was the, the pinnacle of his 
of his career, and he just went downhill right after that. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, I anyway, maybe I'm wrong. But, no, you know. I kind of remember that too in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, just, it's very strange how that you know decline. So yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. I guess how that goes. The you know the point that I'm making is that I just think that this quarterback more than ever uh, as you know uh, important as it gets into how far. Uh, your franchise and your team, you know, goes and and oh, this you is know, just you know, that. what was like big news today was was that uh, the Rams are like, like like talking about moving on from Goff possibly. Now we had heard that last year, and then that kind yeah. of settled down. And uh, you know, I, I just think it comes down to what what you're you, moving you, on to, right? But it would take such I mean, a guess, salary cap hit with that contract, so I don't know how they can. I don't think he could move on at this point. I don't think he have a choice. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I would assume that they could trade. There's going to be offers out there for him. Um, you know, he's uh, but it's hard to he's change, a strange it's hard to quarterback. Those contracts, yeah. You know, those contracts yeah. are very hard. So if somebody else will absorb them, they get screwed up too. It's very hard to yeah. deal that crap. You know? Yeah, no doubt about it. No, you're you're absolutely right about it. And you know, listen, I was I was thinking about it, and and. Uh, I thought about last week, right? And and I understand where you're coming from with Deshaun Watson. I thought about it a lot more from what you had to say last week. And I think you're right. And the reason why and, and you're right in one sense. You're right in the fact that I look at what the Kansas City Chiefs are dealing with and as much as they're winning right now, the next few years for the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be very rough. The Mahomes contract hits they are going to have to make some big-time decisions, and their chances of staying on top are going to be very, very trite. They're going to have to yep. make extraordinarily lucky moves, and they're not going to be able to keep this machine going once this contract hits. And I understand what I think the NFL should do is the quarterback shouldn't be a part of the salary cap. Right. Because you've right. got to pay these guys a gazillion dollars. Why, so why, when you finally get the quarterback, do you have to like have no team around them? So I think that the quarterback should have almost a separate salary cap by itself. You know, it should, so by that rationale, you know, I think you're right about that. So from that rationale, then if you could get the Sean Watson with that rule, you would be a no-brainer, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> the truth comes out, ladies and gentlemen. I'll get it out of him. He can hide it all he wants, but I'll get it out of him. You know, I, I'm just, I, I'm just stating that you know what you would have is you'd have a situation where you'd be able to win and win now, but if you don't win in the next two, two years, three years maybe, uh, then you put yourself in in trouble. So it's just a matter of whether you can get there with Tua, uh, you know, or not. But right now you're playing with house money in a sense with his contract. You know, I'll so, give, you, give you a reason internally why the Miami Dolphins are not going to make this trade, even if it was straight up like you said. Tua was the number one selling jersey last year in the NFL. Yeah, they don't get all that money, though. That's a, that's they a all pooled. It's all pooled yeah, money. So they don't, they, with they the don't exception of the Dallas own. Cowboys. No, that's actually so – they, they, they make money on it, but it's all pooled. That's the reason why Jerry Jones took no, the Cowboys out the of the NFL mix. Shop and everything. So, no, I got you that point, but when they sell it themselves at the stadium, they make money, right? Well, they make they money in the sale, but the actual sales of all those jerseys and everything get pooled oh, supposedly. Really? Into, uh, and that's why Jerry you know Jones said, I'm not doing it. Yeah, supposedly a percentage of all the sales. No, Pat, I understand that. So I understand when they go to the NFL shop and they buy it, that gets pulled. I got that part. But you're telling me when they're selling that their own concession stands, profit of that? Uh, you kind of get into an area, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just know that when they purchase them at a certain amount and then it's sold, I think that's all supposed to be divided up at the end, and, and they're all supposed to distribute that. Nah, so yeah, I know that's I why know. Jerry opted out because he was. Yeah. They were selling more than anybody else, and he felt he was getting screwed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, but, and obviously uh, he was because it worked out pretty well for him with his three billion dollar stadium that he paid for. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. Quick break. We'll uh, wrap it up right after this. It's intercepted at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be run in for a touchdown by AJ Dewey at the ten five. He scores. Hey, this is AJ Dewey. You listen to the Pat Catella Show. 
You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. It's the top of the season When love runs high In the dark Give it to me easy And let me try With pleasured hands To take you in the sun From the sun To show you Like me, as he take us any time to show show you what you need to live. Tell it to me slowly. Tell you why I really want to know. It's the time of the season for love. Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Come to the final stretch here, and uh, you know we've we've talked about obviously the playoffs and, and, and where the Dolphins uh, come into their the mix here now as the off season starts. Um, you know there was a national championship game, Rich, that that coincided between our shows, and we have a big part of this in that uh, Devontae Smith, uh, you know, is, is somebody that's uh, projected Miami Dolphin uh, draft pick, so. Um, it's a lot of this is going to depend on the moves that the Dolphins make. Ultimately, it's going to depend on the Dolphin quarterback situation as far as how good they get. Um, and so it will be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I know it seems like a no-brainer to take this kid, um, barring some kind of a trade, which I haven't ruled them out them doing, so I, I know you're all in, um, but we'll see what they do. But if you're taking that third, um, you know, this seems like the perfect uh, marriage, if you will. It's a perfect marriage, the perfect gift, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime draft pick. You know, you get no business being third right now. You know, you won 10 games. You're in need of a receiver, and like it just happens to be like one of the best receivers in the last decades coming out of college right now. So I mean, it's it's gift wrapped for them at this point. And yeah. if somehow they don't get it, they screw this up. It's going to be very disheartening. You know, if they they take this this uh, this Piori uh, offensive lineman from Oregon, I'm going to throw up. How's that for Whoa. you? Is that a, is that? <laughs> I don't think they will go that route. Um, you know, the only thing, where, where does, uh, by the way, Jets hired Robert Sella. Um, I don't know what your feelings on that are. He's obviously a defensive guy from Frisco. Um, well, first off, what are your feelings with that hire? I think so. it's probably one of their better moves lately. You know, I, I, I thought they were going to get Peterson, which, you know, I thought pretty comical because I'd never envisioned Peterson winning another Super Bowl. So I I don't think that was ever he's going to be the first guy to win it in two spots. I didn't think so. Right? right? Would you ever think that? Right. So, yeah. No, that's I who I thought they were going to go with. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to get one. So yeah, yeah this is a defensive guy. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it. I think he's a he's a you know I think he's a decent defensive coach. I don't think the team really was that good this year. So I, I you know I don't know you know it's, you know, these all these the coordinators are crapshoots. So you don't okay, know what, until they get on the field. Okay, well let me stay on that and just in the sense that does this how does this change this draft or does this change this draft at all with what the Jets do? 
Because well, I think that this could be a wild card for the Dolphins. Does this guy take well, – look, the Jets are so far away from being a contending team, I don't think you can possibly take a receiver if that's what you're thinking. No, that's now, not what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is that they trade it. But I don't think anybody trades up to two for no, a receiver. Nobody's going to trade up to get him. No. If somebody trades up to that second spot, they're going to take one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's be, what I would be, think. So it should not affect be, the Dolphins taking up. the receiver at three. It really Correct. shouldn't. Because it's going to no. be a quarterback-induced trade to get to two. Or yes. the Jets now, if they don't take a quarterback, I don't think they'll take a receiver. They trade they, down. They, no, I don't think so. I think if they don't right? take a quarterback, they trade out of that pick. And they, yeah, they would accumulate another, another couple first-rounders. I would think that's the move. Because you, you're you a mess think. right now. They they don't yeah. need one thing. They need. You're a mess, and you, know? you have a franchise quarterback that you drafted a couple of years ago. So I don't know if you give up on no. him that is, quickly, is right? He fr- is he a franchise well, quarterback? No, I'm sa- I don't from know. that perspective, he is. No, I'm yeah. saying from that well, perspective. Yeah. It's you know, you drafted him, like, real high. So right. it's not like you yes. don't have a quarter. You know, you have a young quarterback that you thought was your franchise right. guy. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen enough of him to say that he's not especially with the right people working with him. I don't know that he is either, but certainly I think he's still at that point where he could be either way, you know, so uh, with the right person in there. And if I'm taking over that team, um, I don't think that I'm going to kind of give up on him unless there's a real reason to give up on him. So I would do what you're saying. I would probably trade out of there and, and bulk up. And uh, so the Dolphins st- still should be sitting in a, in a very comfortable spot to take Devontae Smith, I would think. I would hope so. Yeah. You know, I and think again, he'll be there when they draft. This question, what they do? Do they trade down? Do they take the offensive line in there and make me sick? I don't know. We'll I don't they, think they, they take the offensive lineman. I think that would be a big mistake. You know, we both have the same feeling about drafting offensive linemen that high anyway. I think that would be a huge mistake with the offensive linemen and stuff that they have taken. You, you've traded well, – let's say you, trade, you traded uh, uh, Tunzel for this pick. You know, so to take another offensive lineman doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, that would be ridiculous to do that. Yeah. Um, that uh, should be two offensive linemen you get for one. That's because yeah, they took a plus with the other first round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still don't think it makes sense. And no, of uh, course it does. And if they do, if they do this, um, you know, properly, uh, it, it should set them in a different category. But again, Rich, it really all comes down to Tua. It comes down to the level of play that Tua is going to get to. And of course, the big story this week, which I'm sure. You know, you know, is the the three quote uh, unidentified I, I, players. Which as soon as I hear that, I'm out. That I'm out. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm out. I, I don't need to know just, about the three practice squad players or people our, that aren't. Why is our dopey team? Why is our dopey team always in the news for this nonsense? Like it's like a, yeah. it's absolutely like a bad soap opera. It really is. Because I mean, you it know? really comes down to the way that the Dolphins handle their business in the press and the way the press is down there. Yeah. It's been a soap opera since since Jimmy Johnson and Dan Marino. If that's yeah, when it right. started, and it's been like that yeah. since. It was never like that under the Shula regime. Never. Because no. Don Shula wouldn't allow it. He was always up front. Checking three of the undefined Dolphin players in the Everglades. Trying yeah, to find yeah. their way out. <laughs> you know, Rich, there's something else that you're going to enjoy this, and I'm going to go a step further. This started, basically, it started being a, a sideshow with Jimmy. But Don Shula, the one thing you say, for his level of greatness, never was was always very open with the fans, with the press, Always honest oh, yeah. and open, and he would always, you know, address everything, nip it in the butt immediately. Since Mercury Morris mouthed it off after Super Bowl six, um, that was really never an incident after that. And basically, um, that changed when Jeff Ireland and Tannebaum came in and tried, and Jimmy before that started it, but how they. Yep. We've talked about this. You you wanted to act like you were the 49ers and the Patriots without winning a game. You know, with no trophies yeah. on the wall. Well, you remember, wanted to have this remember hierarchy. Adam, remember Adam Gaze? 
Adam Gaze with that that Mike conversation with Marino and how he was basically like talking down to Marino. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, absolutely. Just, just that absolutely. attitude, you know. Yeah. It's like you know, you have an attitude without any accomplishments. Exactly, and the whole organization has had that same uh, same kind of mentality, and it breeds this. Yeah. This is what it breeds. Yes. It breeds fake stories. Yep. It breeds, yep. you know, uh, no-named, you know, people, unnamed sources, and you know, whenever you hear that, I in anything, I don't want anything to do with it. I think it's nonsensical. No, no. But you know, but not to lose sight of it, it does still come down to Tua, and at what level will he get to? And I mean, you're outright saying you would turn down a, 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 a trade that doesn't exist for a one-for-one one with Watson, a franchise quarterback. Right. You, you, so you must think to do that, he has to get to a, a top-tier franchise level. I mean, that's what Watson is. If he's a, if he's a one B, he's a one B. But I don't even know that he is. So you know, Tua has to get to that point. In the next two that's, years, yeah, that's how that's where, how we're going to have to win if that happens. But I think there's a good chance that could happen. I think there's possibilities, yeah. you know, of that happening. And I, if, I saw a lot of things I like. I saw some things I didn't like, but uh, you know, I think that he was hamstrung by, you know, injuries on you know not only coming off of his injury, injuries on our receiving core, and I think Changeli. I think that was you know. And which, by the way, uh, by the way, did you catch the uh, the. I don't know if you say an underhanded comment, but there's a little bit of uh, a dig towards Gailey, I think, from Brian Flores in the sense that he said, you know, we got to get people in here who want to are going to work with the talent we have. And there's a couple ways of looking at that. I think, I think maybe Flores wanted Gailey to change rather than him not to come back. I think there was a chance he wanted him, and and Gailey was just adamant that I'm done with this at 60 whatever years old. I ain't doing. I'm not changing nothing. You know, I think that was a big possibility. But uh, we've said for sure that that was uh, you know the big issue here too. So um, when you bring in the right guy for him and you draft his receiver in Devontae Smith, I mean. Chandler. I don't know what more you can do. I really don't know what yeah. more you can do. I mean, for the guy, no, you know. Well, yeah, that, that, I think that, that, that'll that definitely, I mean, he doesn't succeed at that point. Then you know he's not the guy. But I think there's a good chance he will succeed with them with all those pieces, right? right? But, you know, who's but, the offensive coordinator? I don't, want, don't I don't want Brian Schottenheimer like they're talking about. Now, even though he's been very successful as an offensive coordinator, you wouldn't want him? They just got him. He just got fired by Pete Carroll. So what's up with that? I mean, you know, you've seen, uh, you know, he Russell Wilson. The Jets. He wasn't successful with the Jets. He, he was he there when they won the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think he was still with the Jets. No, no, he wasn't there when they won the Super. You talking about Seattle? Yeah. No, no, he wasn't there when they won the Super Bowl. My point is that you know that's Russell Wilson, and I don't think it clicked. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think yeah, it was. So he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Okay. You know. But two was. A, I don't uh, think. What was he there? What is? What year did I he? Don't think he was, no. no, he wasn't. I think he was. No, he Jeff wasn't there. Yeah. No. Yeah, he wasn't there. No, he was. Wasn't he? I think he was with the Rams actually. Before Seattle. He, he won the Super Bowl with the Rams. No. 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 I'm no. saying. I think. I think he went from the Jets to the Rams. Okay. So we're pretty sure. Well, when I mean successful, I mean he's a longtime coordinator. I guess he went to championship. Was he with Was he with Rex Ryan? Wasn't he Rex Ryan's guy? Yeah, and championship. Was he, was he yeah. I don't know. I think so. I, like I, I think so. And then I think he went to the Rams, and then yeah. Seattle later. He's been with Seattle for a while now. Right? This isn't his first year. He's been there for a few years, right? I think three or something like that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know if, um, yeah, I, I, I got you. I'm not saying I would want Schottenheimer either. He's a reason, um, Red. He's been all over the place. You know, there's a reason. Right. got to be a reason for that, that, you know? I don't want Yeah, that. but not, not one year and out, though. He's been with these no. organizations for a while. Yeah. You know, usually, Rich, let me explain how it works. It works with the head coach. 
in, in all these teams that you've talked about, they had regime changes. So you could yeah. be, you know, you know, as soon as Rex is out, he's gone. You know, and then well, you know, I I'll forgot try, who the I'll Rams guy you, was. I'll give you a name, Joe. You know, I don't know if he's available, what his contract situation is, but, you know, he took Cam Newton to the Super Bowl. It's Mike Shula. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people have been talking about Mike Shula uh, in the last few. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a few things that – the first thing that pops into my head, and I've said this, and I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to mention this as far as Mike Shula. What's the one thing Mike Shula has that should be an absolute attribute to bringing him as the offensive coordinator? He was a quarterback. He's a lefty quarterback. Well, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why you listen yeah, to the Pacatello show, yeah. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, those, those Alabama tapes are so old in my brain. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that makes sense on so many levels, you know, because uh, yeah. I think that the lefty part of Tua's it's game, different. and you, you talked about this earlier, <laughs> I think Shane Gailey had a hard time with that. And I don't think he adjusted a lot of the what I saw to a lefty situation and stuff. So um we're gonna get we're gonna get into that more as uh you know, as the the shows go on and when we break down different aspects of what we see in him. But uh, you know, I think that's a factor that um you know, obviously the Dolphins should not overlook when they, they, they hire him. You heard Mike Shula's name being tossed around for this job though? I just, yeah, I mean, I I've heard it. I've, I haven't heard it. Uh, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard a few people, you know, talking about it, and 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 obviously, um, you know, he's he's, you know, he's still in the league. I mean, this is a guy that, uh, you know, has been doing it and and on on high you know, levels. Never, you know, he's very strange. We've never heard his name being interviewed for a head coaching job, right? No. Uh, when Only when the uh, when when the Panthers had their run. Uh, he was talked a little bit about it, and he turned down those interviews then until after the season, and they just, after that debacle, they never resurfaced. And it's very strange how Shula's kids, uh, really, besides David getting his opportunity with Cincinnati, who obviously Don Shula had major connections in that organization, um, really never got their due, as far as I'm concerned. I always was dead set that, you know, David Shula wasn't treated right because everybody acted like it was nepotism when David Shula had more experience in an, in an NFL organization than anybody practically. I mean, from starting out as a ball boy when he was, you know, uh, 10 years old to, you know, offensive coordinator, quarterback, I mean, he, were, he was always there. Well, what more qualifications yeah. could you possibly want, you know? Um, no, but that's, know. that's another Crazy. time. Yeah, another show or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the Dolphins obviously have to make these right decisions. It will all hinge down on what Tua does. Um, there, there's obviously uh, other areas uh, that they need to upgrade on, and they need to continue the trend. Because, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't want to say they were overhyped. They, they, they did a lot of great things this year. But, again, it didn't end right. And we watched teams that were in the playoffs that you said, we should be at least in there. I know you felt differently. You didn't want them to go if they're going to get beat or, you know, blown away. But I think you still can't play with, you know, you can't play with fear. You have to try to get in there and see what happens. I agree with you. I don't think they would have had a great performance in Buffalo mm-hmm. like it would have wound up. But but neither but here nor there, it didn't row, end. Right? If it was yeah. two weeks in a row, it would have been brutal. Imagine it would have been good. It no. wouldn't have ended well. It wouldn't have. But you know what, Richie? You regardless want to lose, you want to lose to that team. You want to lose to that team three times in a year? No, I don't. Yeah, but brutal. but you know what? I want to I want to pump the brakes a little bit on on how much credit that everybody wants to give Flores and the Dolphins. I see a lot of good things coming, and I'm very optimistic. But you know what? There's a lot of better coaches. There's a lot of better coaching performances this year, and a lot of teams uh, did better, including the Browns. Right, the Packers, and obviously the Buffalo Bills in your own division. So the Dolphins are doing good stuff. They have to continue to do good stuff. That's my point. Yes, I agree with you. So, 
um, you know, we, we, we'll see. But I'm optimistic. I'm definitely optimistic. And, and we'll see, my friend. Uh, hopefully the Dolphins continue. It should be a real good week of football. And uh, we will know uh, we'll, we'll know where this whole thing's headed on the next show, Super Bowl matchups in Tampa. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week on the Dolphin Show. Took a look down a westbound road right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing.